VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio. We have a fantastic show for you this week. Somebody who was on with us during our second episode, almost our maiden voyage with the Go Green Radio um, channel, is Jennifer Taggart. She's going to be joining us today for the entire hour, and we're going to be talking about a new phenomenon in child advocacy. I am so excited to have her on. She is the founder of thesmartmama.com, and she's going to be talking to us um, about the Green Moms Carnival. Sounds like a blast, and it actually is, and it's something that all moms can participate in, and she is going to join us and talk to us about that. Welcome, Jennifer. Welcome to Go Green Radio. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited to be back. Well, you were so much fun, and we only had you for a short time when you were on Go Green Radio the last time, so I'm glad that we're going to be able to spend more time with you because we got rave reviews on your uh, joining us the last time, so it's good to have you back. Now, um, you are the founder of a website that I really love. It's www.thesmartmama.com. Now, tell our listeners about how you started the website, what the website is, and what they can expect to find when they visit your site. The website, thesmartmama.com, is basically simple solutions for non-toxic living geared for parents, busy parents, and kids. It's all about reducing your toxic chemical exposure without overwhelming you with information. The information is there if you want to look at it, but really focusing on simple steps that every parent can implement to make the world a little bit safer and a little bit healthier for kids. Well, and what's neat about it is that, you know, you you go over different topics um, at different times, and so if a parent is just looking for maybe one or two things that they can do around their house instead of sort of that overwhelming process of, oh, my goodness, I've got to turn my house upside down and shake everything out that isn't green, you kind of let people bite it off in in bite-sized pieces, which is great. I love the way you have it set up. Thank you. I do. I have a little feature on there called the Lazy Green Mama's Guide. And it's just, you know, it's just the one thing you can do this that week or that month. And, and there's not – the background's all there. You can click through and find it. But it's really just um, – for example, on sunscreen, I did the Lazy Mama Guide, and I gave three sunscreens to buy for children, which are um, free of phthalates and free of chemical blockers. If you wanted more information about why you might want to choose these sunscreens over other sunscreens, it was all there, but a lot of parents just don't have time. And I always focus on the simplest actions you can take to reduce toxic chemical exposure and go green from just washing hands, which is something people frequently forget, but not only is it good to prevent the spread of germs, but it also reduces exposure to things like lead and flame retardants, which absorb onto dust. And another great strategy is to... Um, just take off your shoes before you come inside. Studies have shown it will reduce 60% of a child's lead exposure just by taking off shoes before you track that dirt into the house. And, and 
those simple strategies, you don't have to buy everything green. You don't have to replace all the um, items you have. There's some really simple things you can do. And then once you implement those, we can move on to other steps. But I really want parents to feel comfortable reducing toxic chemical exposures without being scared, without being overwhelmed, and without feeling like it's something that they can't do or can't afford. Right. I think that's really important. And we're going to talk about that a little later in the show, about how you can go green without spending a lot of green. And in today's economy, that's really important. Now, Jennifer, your professional background kind of makes you uniquely qualified to write about how to keep children safe from environmental hazards. Tell our listeners a little bit more about the work you did before you became a mom. Sure. I um, My undergraduate degree is in engineering science, and after graduating from engineering school, I was an environmental engineer for a major aerospace company for five years. And um went to law school at night, and then for the last 15 years, I've been a consumer. I specialize in environmental law with a um, unique specialty in consumer product labeling. So those little warning labels you see on consumer products, I help companies develop those and also make sure that the companies are complying with the various federal and state laws related to consumer product labeling, everything from listing ingredients to providing use instructions to providing warnings to um, VOC content, volatile organic compound content requirements for certain consumer products. Mm-hmm. And now that you're a mom, I mean, you've really taken your background and put it to use not only to protect your kids' well-being, but the well-being of other children with your website and other things that you're doing. Um, talk to our listeners about what you've been doing on behalf of children. I mean, you, you've done everything from testing toys and helping parents shop for the right materials. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've been doing. When I... When I... Started, wanted to become pregnant. I actually had two miscarriages first, and from that, uh, an advocate was born. Um, I started taking what I knew professionally and academically and realizing that it was much more personal. Um, and I started teaching classes primarily to new parents, new moms, actually, about how to reduce toxic chemical exposure. And initially, the big concern was what you are exposed to when you're pregnant and how that results in exposure to your fetus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also contaminants in breast milk. And I started going shopping with people to help them read labels. And um, it grew into this whole consulting business and a book. So the consulting business includes doing healthy home consultations where I actually go into people's home and, and look at their beauty products, their cleaning products, um, how they how how old their house is, what their house looks like, what materials they have in their house, and we talk about strategies for reducing toxic chemical exposure. I also have an XRF analyzer, an X-ray fluorescence analyzer, and it is a portable analyzer that can look at household goods and determine the amount of elements present, such as lead, mercury, cadmium, bromine is an indicator of the bromated flame retardants that we all hear about, and other elements. So I use that in my consultations. And then I also host things like um, ladies' night out parties where we make our own perfume with non-toxic ingredients and green cleaning parties and that sort of stuff. Um, I also volunteer with Healthy Child, Healthy World, which is a a national organization organization. really dedicated to making the world safer for children. And then I have a book coming out um, on the same subject, The Smart Mama's Green Guide, Simple Steps to Non-Toxic Kids. Wow. You are a busy mom, like so many of us. Um, you really have um, committed yourself to, to a number of different things that are helping not just your own kids, but taking that knowledge and helping others 
help, you know, protect their own children. And I just, I love that. And when you said, you know, when you were pregnant with your children and advocate was born, I think so many moms feel the same way, that there's something that awakens in us when we have this little life depending on us. Um, and I think that's a really powerful statement. I like the way you put that. You're, you're kind of part of a large and growing group of moms who are sharing their concerns about children and the environment and how they interface. And these moms are starting to use technology to unite and collaborate. Tell us what you're beginning to see in the world of green mom blogs and websites, what kind of things they're talking about, and, and what are they accomplishing in your mind? What do you see out there? I, I am first amazed about the community of green moms and mothers of earth who are, you know, honorary moms who may not have mm-hmm. children themselves but still feel this, a, a commitment to making the world a safer place. Um, but it is amazing how the Internet has allowed us to develop this community and interact with one another, share resources, share information, um, share strategies about what has worked, and use all that information and resources to go to schools and participate in parent-teacher organizations to green our schools to go and feel confident speaking with elected officials or working on campaigns to elect other officials with all this information and the resources and and lobby for the world we want and also to use our big green purses to buy products which are um, greener, um, more environmentally friendly. And instead of being this one lone voice or this one research trying to figure out whether, you know, this particular product is really green or it's just a bunch of greenwashing, you have this whole community of women that you can rely on. And invariably someone has either already researched it or knows something about the production. And it's just amazing. And the, uh, the most, um, astounding thing for me or the thing that's made it just so rewarding for me is not only are you educating all these other moms who might not have the time to think about it, but also being able to have discussions with intelligent, opinionated, experienced people who understand when you're dithering over buying a product, whether it's the life cycle assessment is, you know, good or bad or whether um, I had this... We had this long email going on among um, the Green Moms Carnival founders, which we can talk about, but about whether when you're decorating your child's room, whether it's better to use vinyl wall decals, which are reusable, or paint with a non-VOC or low-VOC paint, or just leave it be or use post. I mean, you know, we're going on about all the different environmental impacts for each thing. And if I talked to my husband about that, he would think I was absolutely nuts. <laughs> But you know what? How great is it that whether it's, uh, you know, uh, we, I mean, we can go back to antiquity with women gathering this way to talk about things that we find absolutely important to our homes, to our children, um, and, and not judging each other, actually encouraging each other to ask these questions and engage in these discussions. And it's really neat to to learn that you know, though we're in the age of computers and cell phones and whatnot, that need for women to collaborate hasn't broken down. In fact, it's expanded because now we can talk to those kinds of moms not just across the street but across the country, and that's pretty exciting. It, I mean, it's just it's fabulous, and I sort of I picture it like this giant green quilt. Instead of you know meeting yeah. to work on a quilt, we're using the internet to work on that quilt. But we're all contributing to the patchwork, we, and we're not judging one another. We're helping each other. We're encouraging each other. If you need a pat on the back or you just need information to go speak with a, 
elected official, you know, someone's there for you. You're stumped about a green Halloween costume. There are people there for you who are willing to share, and you can get instant information if you use Twitter or you can use your blog, and you have a voice. And when you combine that voice with all these other women talking about the same thing, it is amazing what we can do. I mean, I think the retailers pulling the bisphenol A polycarbonate plastic bottles off the shelf in advance of the Food and Drug Administration doing anything is in part due to the mommy bloggers saying, hey, we don't want to buy this, and yeah. just pestering people like Playtex and Advent and all of the manufacturers about getting polycarbonate plastic off the shelf. And, you know, Safeway announced yesterday it was pulling actually, I guess it was on Friday, it just came out yesterday, um, today, that they were pulling polycarbonate plastic baby balls off the shelf. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. And, and, you know, Twitter is one of those things that, um, you know, I didn't get it until I started doing it, and that's how you ended up on the show today, because I, I tweeted you and said, hey, Jennifer, I want to come on the show. I mean, it's a powerful tool. It's a really powerful tool. Um, and we're going to talk some more about this after the break. Can you join us after the break, Jennifer? Oh, of course. Oh, great. Well, folks, don't go away. There'll be more Go Green Radio with Jennifer Taggart. And you've got to visit her website during the commercial break. It's www.thesmartmama.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again? 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey. 
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Buck. With me today is Jennifer Taggart, founder of thesmartmama.com. She is also a part of Healthy Child, Healthy World, which we'll be talking about in just a little bit. But uh, we're talking today about how mommies out there all across the nation, across the world, are uniting um, over the Internet and Twitter and Facebook and email to collaborate on advocacy issues that are going to make the world a better place for our kids. Welcome back to the show, Jennifer. Thank you, Jill. Happy to be here again. (laughs) Well, we were talking about Twitter right before we went on break, and some folks are not familiar with Twitter. For those of you who haven't gotten out there yet, it's www.twitter.com. Now, Jennifer, you and I are connected out there with a lot of green moms. Talk to us a little bit about how moms are using Twitter to connect with one another over issues like environmental protection and children's well-being. Well, for those of your listeners who don't know what Twitter is, it's referred to as microblogging. It's sort of like instant messaging with a global audience. You have 140 characters to type a message, and the question that's put to you by Twitter is, what are you doing? And then you can type your response and hit send, and it goes out there, and people who are following you will be able to see your message. After a while, you get linked in with people who you are following and who are following you, sort of like a circle of friends, and they will reply to you. Um, You can feed in your blog posts if you are doing blogging. You can see other people's blog posts as they come up, but really it's used for information sharing. I mean, I've had questions about sources for um, flame retardant free couches, and you'd send it out in Twitter, and, you know, in five minutes you'll get responses back. And we have the green moms or green parenting um, uh, Twitterers or tweeples, depending on which lingo you use. Um, use it to share information. It, you know, I, I'm I'm based in Los Angeles. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in Washington D.C. that I um, am extremely interested in. For example, the F- Food and Drug Administration's recent hearings on bisphenol A in food contact items, and there are people in Washington D.C. who go to the meetings and they'll they'll Twitter it or tweet it, and so you can follow along almost real time for the meeting and see what's going on. Um, when Environmental Working Group did a presentation out in Los Angeles on 10 Americans, their study about um, chemical contaminants in umbilical cord blood, I tweeted the whole event for some of my followers who weren't able to come. And so it's information sharing. Um, you can... Uh, I recently got a tattoo. Green moms can even get tattoos, and I Twittered during my tattoo as long as I could pay attention. So you can put, you know, silly stuff in, fun stuff. If if you need a pat on the back, you can say, I'm, you know, feeling sorry for myself right now, or I just was in a car accident. It's just, it's um, kind of talking to the voice in your head, I guess, sort of, but getting replies so you don't have to be... And it answers back, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It actually answers back. I mean, just today... What got Jennifer, for all of our listeners, this is what got Jennifer on the show today. Uh, I happened to be out on Twitter, and I saw her post, 
hey, check out my blog on Green Mom Carnival. And I did. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Jennifer, want to be on the show? And she said, sure. And yada, yada, yada. Here we are. Twitter is a really powerful tool. And it's really bringing moms together. Jennifer, why do you think that it's so important, just in a general sense, whether it's online or whether it's at a PTA meeting, why do you think it's so important for mothers in particular to band together around these issues of environmental protection? I mean, what's the value of moms uniting to specifically advocate for these issues? I I mean, in terms of power, one tree in a forest doesn't have a lot of power, but that forest has a ton of power. I mean, women historically, when we band together, are extremely powerful. We can really change the world. We tend to be very focused on our on our own lives, our homes, raising our kids, and it's hard to sort of get out of that protective bubble when you're so busy, you've got so much going on, you know, um, whether you work at home or work outside the home, if you're raising kids, you are concentrating usually on nurturing, sustaining your family. It's hard to have the time, but when you look outside that bubble and connect with all these other moms, your voice is so powerful. Women spend 85% of 85 cents for every household dollar, we are the ones who make the decisions how that money will be spent. If we use our green purses, as um, Diane McCarran says at the Big Green Purse, we can change the world. If we band together, we can rock the vote. Um, we, we can elect ourselves to office. I mean, it's just as a group, we are so powerful. And I think just uniting together... Um, gives us more confidence, helps sustain us, gives us information sharing. Um, and I think it just seems, I mean, I don't want to sound sexist, but it just seems like women do better when we are connected with other women. We seem to need that more than men do, and I'm oversimplifying. But, um, but when I, I have a patchwork of women friends, I just feel like my life is going much better. You know, when Right. Well, and I feel the same way. And what I am beginning to see, especially out of this green mom kind of blog community, is that we all seem to be sort of one body of energy, of, you know, commitment to a better world for our children. But none of us has time to be the whole body. Like, I might have time to be the mouth today, you know, while I'm on the radio. And someone else may have time to be the hand that's writing the information down. When we all sort of do what we can do best and then collaborate, then we get the full picture, we get the whole story, we get all the information, and it's not overwhelming for any one person. Together, we seem to be stronger than, you know, what we are apart or on our own. And actually, that's part why I love the Green Moms Carnival so much, which is a group of green mom and green mothers of ours who blog, we all have our unique niches. You wouldn't think that there are that many niches, but there are, among this group of women, there are, we have Beth at Fake Plastic Fish who basically lives her life without any disposable plastic, and I have gone to lunch with her, and it is amazing how conscientious she is about every item she uses or purchases, and then there's... um, La Marguerite, who blogs more about global warming um, and as much, she's an expert in global warming, excuse me, and related issues. Uh And she's, you know, I've read some of her stuff. She's she's really, really um, persuasive. I mean, I think a lot of the moms are, but 
um, I want to talk more about who's involved in the Green Mom Carnival, but when did this start? And, and more importantly, maybe, why did it start? What is Green Mom Carnival? It, um, it, it's our first, uh, let me answer one of your questions first. Our first Green Mom Carnival blog month was August. We have decided each month we will tackle a different issue, and during that month, on the first Monday of the month, we have a roundup of everyone's opening um, blogs on the particular topic. And then throughout the month, you, you, you're encouraged to blog on that, but you have to at least blog on that first Monday. And there's always a host who uh, describes and links up all of the um, blogs related to that topic. Our first topic was global warming in August of this year, and then September was back to school. October was consumerism in the holidays. And this month, November, which we just uh, launched it today, was gratitude and three favorite green things. Oh, wow. And where do we find Green Mom Carnival? How do people get to it? The, um, the host this month, if you want to start, is um, Best of Mother Earth, and her website is www.bestwellnessconsultant.com. Um, but to make it easier for your listeners, my blog's up. I have all the links through. You can go to my website at www.thesmartmama.com, and mama's M-A-M-A. Um, but, you know, either one will get you there. The um, original founder... Um, was Lynn at Organic Mania. She was really the impetus to set it up. She got all of us added to Alltop, which is a um, aggregate site that links all the top blogs by subject. So she got all of us green moms added collectively um, to the green part of Alltop. And in setting that up and just emailing each other about all these ideas, we wanted to do more. We wanted to take our information sharing to information sharing to advocacy and education for for more people out there. And um, so, what is the specific goal or objective that Green Mom Carnival seeks to accomplish? I mean, when you talk about advocacy, I mean that's a real action word. What what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals around Green Mom Carnival? Not just information sharing, but like you say, advocacy. We're trying to aggregate the green messages at the same time so it's not just one voice. It's all our voices on the same topic in the month to increase the likelihood that our environmentally friendly message will be heard and, and adopted. And, and so the Green Mom Carnival, we've picked our topics to try to aggregate our voices on that topic, our global warming we were trying to um, get out ways that people can uh, reduce um, uh, reduce their actions that contribute to global warming. Um, and we're actually going one step farther now. We're setting up a Green Moms Carnival phone call. We haven't quite picked the name yet of what it's going to be called, but our first phone call is set up for November 20th. We're trying to take that information sharing to people who may not be as active on the web but would participate in a telephone call. And from the topics we pick, we're going to try to come up with calls for action nationwide. And, wow. And that's that our sort of strategy. Insane. Well, now, what about, you know, other forms of media? Have you gotten any other forms of media to pick up on this? Not. We actually just picked the date for our phone call. We, it actually came out of Twitter. I kind mm -hmm. of put a Twitter out there going, don't you think we should talk monthly? Wouldn't that be a good idea? And a couple other people responded, and Healthy Child, Healthy World decided to host it. Um, and so it's 
that's what's so great about Twitter. You get like-minded folk, and we all get together, and, st- and something's born from it. So our first phone call is November 20th. Um, I'm really excited. We're going to talk about plastics, the good, the bad, and the, bad and the ugly, and whether there's even such a thing as safe plastics. Mm. And um, I hope out of that we'll get a call to action um, but it's it's Green Moms Carnival. We're trying to aggregate the voices to encourage change. Right. And well, and that may take many different forms. You never know. I mean, you know, different people may come out of a phone call like that or uh, take the information and, and do their own sort of thing. It may be something local. It might be something national. Um, but the great thing is, is that, you know, this support structure and this information sharing exists, and then each person involved can, can do what they think is best with that information. I love it. It's, it's been really exciting, and I really have to take thank Lynn at Organic Mania because she started the Green Moms Carnival growing out of her her wonderment, her sense of concern why All Top did not have any Green Mom bloggers on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you pay attention, but a lot of times they'll list 100 top green blogs or 50 yeah. top green blogs, and frequently women are just missing from it. So we're hoping oh, by... You know, we're hoping by aggregating our voices we get out there. Part of it, I think, is because the focus on green is frequently a tech focus, how we can use technology to to go greener. And, you know, and I'm an engineer, so I understand that perspective. But I think a lot of moms, even if they're coming out of the tech industry, their focus isn't so much about using chemistry or using technology to go green, but how we... Exactly. Yeah. How we can protect our kids. Well, we are going to be right back after this break with more Go Green Radio and more with Jennifer Taggart. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. one 472 5787 That's it. That's it. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? or 14%. Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Brock, and today we have Jennifer Taggart with us. 
She is the founder of the smartmama.com. You've got to check out her website. It's www.thesmartmama.com. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us today on Go Green Radio. I am loving this conversation that we're having. I'm just It's so exciting to be able to share it with you, so I'm glad. Well, and I know our listeners are definitely going to want more information. We've been talking about Green Mom Carnival, and each month since August you've had a different topic. Let's go into a little bit more detail about the topics that you've had in the last uh, three months. You've had, well, four, August, September, October, and November. Talk to us about each month what the theme was and what you feel like the takeaway was from the Green Mom Carnival discussing each of these topics over these months. Well, our, our first topic in August was global warming, and the blogs on the whole were very uh, – what I took away with it is they all had strategies for how each one of us as a consumer can reduce our impact on global warming. They weren't um, – Although they talked about, you know, sort of the greater issue about global warming and what it means and, and why it's happening, it was more like, okay, so that exists. What can you do? Because when you think about global warming, I think most of us go, you know, it really doesn't have that much to do with me. I, I, I'm one person. What can I do to stop global warming? Right. And I think each one of the moms came back to, you know, there is something that you can do and you can pass it along to your children from teaching them to turn off lights to turning off your computer to using alternate means of transportation to considering um, we have a lot of people who are very interested in, in gardening and, um, and eating locally, and they talked about the food miles with the foods that we consume and how you can reduce your impact by buying in-season local produce and in-season local fruits and, and not buying grapes imported for chili in the middle of winter. I mean, you know, there, right. <laughs> there's a, right. That's exactly right. There's a lot of stuff you can do um, when it comes down to it. And right before the break, we were talking about the sort of difference between green mommy bloggers and the men in tech, and I think that highlights the difference is that the approach – generally from our participants in the Green Mom Carnival was a personal, sustainable approach. What can I do? What can my family do? As opposed to what technology am I going to buy to um, make the world a greener place? (laughs) Um, You know, there's there's pluses and minuses to that approach. And then in September, we talked about back to school, which was... uh, eye-opening for some of us because we had children starting... um, kindergarten and public schools going from a private daycare where we had a little bit more interest in greening, cleaning, and not using pesticides to public schools that don't, you know, have the resources or the money. And um, uh, a lot of us just blogged about how we kind of came in and were sort of overwhelmed by the use of bleach and the, in, yep. and the unwillingness to look at greener cleaners and, and the use of pesticides. And then us, I, I blogged about asbestos in schools um, at the time because a lot of our schools are older and do have asbestos present. I also blogged about lead in the drinking water at school and strategies as parents that you can use to try to reduce exposure by working with either your parent-teacher organization or the the school board sort of depends on how your school is set up. Um, but a lot of it was, I mean, I think more than 50% of the green moms talked about how do you green your lunches. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you, you can talk about, you know, disgusting stuff. We went round and round about what kind of food wraps do you use. Do you use a safer plastic? Do you use um, some of the wrap and mat 
things have vinyl and is that really safe and mm-hmm. kind of went and then there's disposable plastic and can you get your kid to bring back if it's not disposable plastic <laughs> <laughs> I mean typical mom stuff yeah but you know what spot on I mean and the, it was funny because ah uh, this was probably three weeks ago or so we had Saber Dewar on Go Green Radio and he's of course the actor who stars in the Learning Channel's Trading Spaces and he was this is a big, big passion of his, plastics in general. And he was talking about wax paper and how, you know, that's what his mom used. And um, it's actually, you know, in his mind, it's it's safer than a lot of other products. And we had a long discussion about that. I have to say, he's probably the only man that I've ever talked to about what to wrap my kids' peanut butter sandwiches in. But he cares. There are men out there who care. But it's awesome when you can talk about these things with other moms who are packing the lunches every day as well. And, you know, a lot, we had a huge discussion about single servings. Um, my husband, although interested in being a conscious consumer, um, it, it does not does not have it embedded in his brain. So he will go to Costco and buy, you know, big single-serve bulk buys and be excited. And it's hard to criticize a man who's doing the grocery shopping. So, you know, I don't really want to come down on him too hard. But applesauce, you know, we make our own, and I can put it in reusable containers. There's no reason to buy those single serves. So it, it, right. it's a tension because single serves are certainly more convenient and easier than scooping out of a, a bulk container and putting it into containers that your child then has to bring home. But so we had, you know, there was a lot of discussion about that. And then October we had, our topic was consumerism and the holidays. Uh-huh. Because it was the month of Halloween, a lot of the focus was on how to green your Halloween um, from reusing costumes to making your own. But a lot of people also focused on um, the sharing of traditions and how spending time with your family doing something is probably the greenest solution of all. I talked about making growing up. We made shrunken head apple dolls (laughs) and how I wanted, I was doing that with my children and that spending that time, they'll treasure that memory more than they will the plastic decoration that I buy at a big box retailer. And so a lot of us sort of talked about how being greener and reducing toxic chemical exposure also goes back to sort of the simpler things in life, just not consuming as much, maybe spending time crunching and kicking and and, um, um, jumping in piles of fall leaves than, you know, spending time shopping and buying lots of plastic decor for your Halloween. So That's absolutely true. And I know last year I did a couple of articles on green Halloween and even just decorating with fresh fall flowers in the home. If you really want to decorate, you know, those are good for Halloween and for Thanksgiving and things like that that are really simple but, but really natural, you know, instead of plastic spider webs and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I love... I love to hear moms discussing these things because we really are in a difficult time right now with consumerism and the ex- expectations of our kids and, you know, the, all the barrage that we get with advertising. I think kind of shoring each other up in making these decisions to consume less is really helpful to, to build a community around those kinds of issues. And I, and I think a particularly Green Moms Carnival in October focused on 
sort of crafty, simpler things, but it also showed how Maine Green can be less expensive than um, and be very affordable than um, not being green. I mean, certainly making shrunken head apple dolls is a lot cheaper than buying, you know, plastic spider webs and plastic spires. And we also made felt spiders um, and uh, black construction paper spiders, all of which were, you know, loads cheaper than going out and buying Halloween decor. And I had a lot of fun with my kids doing it. Our, some of our spiders only had six legs instead of eight, but, you know, that's, <laughs> that's just like <laughs> Well, now, with the Green Mom Carnival, uh, is this open for any mom? I mean, is this really open to anybody? Or Yeah, anyone, anyone can, I'm sorry to cut you off, anyone can submit a topic for it as long as it's on that month's topic. Topic. So um, our next holiday-themed carnival is posted by Diane from the Big Green Purse. And um, if you uh, go to organicmania.com, www.organicmania.com, or my website, you can link on and see how to submit. Anyone's open. You don't have to be a mom. <laughs> um, you don't have to be dad. You can just be interested in being environmentally conscious and um, blog about the topic. So December is about the holidays. Um, January, we're revisiting global warming because it's such a critical issue. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then February, I'm hosting, and the topic is called I Believe. It's actually from an essay I read um, by a toxicologist about um, his, he re, used to research uh, environmental contaminants and how they impact brain development, and he grew from all his research into being an advocate trying to reduce toxic chemical exposures. And mm-hmm. so we're using that theme, I believe, and you, it's really, you can pretty much talk about anything. Um, and then well, in March... That's really awesome. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it's, with, the, with the advocacy bent that this group has, it really reminds me of my conversation last week with the New York State PTA president, and she was talking about how PTA grew out of an, an organization called the National Congress of Mothers. I mean, these, this was before women had the right to vote, but these women banded together to influence legislators, even without being able to say, we won't vote for you if you don't look out for kids. But they were advocating on behalf of children's well-being. And it kind of sounds like the emergence of Green Mom Carnival is similar to that. I mean, do you feel that this is an emerging advocacy group along those lines? I certainly hope so. I'm not sure if all the other green moms in the carnival would would agree. I'm not sure how far they want to go with influencing or running for office. But I think the bulk of us do want to influence legislators and also influence um, other parents to use their purchasing power to make changes. I mean, we would all like to see a different world, one that's more sustainable, one that we can look at our children and our children's children's faces and know we're leaving them a place that they'll be able to enjoy that we will have, um, you know, we will not be impacted by global warming. We'll have, we won't have species disappearing at a rapid rate, you know, that they'll mm-hmm. still be polar bears and orangutans and, 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 you know, the various insects and, and plants around to enjoy. Um, I mean, and I, I want to talk to you more about that after this commercial break we're heading into, about what your vision is, that snapshot of the future for our children. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio in just a moment. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, how you doing? Educational videos, top quality, right here. You'll never hear anyone selling education on the street. Yo, what's up, baby? Want to learn some history? I got live learning, beautiful books inside. And don't expect anyone to just offer you an education. Who needs a high school diploma, huh? And fortunately, you can't buy a diploma from some guy with a briefcase. But there is one way you can get the educational skills you and your family need for free. With free family learning programs. Call 1-877-FAMLET-1 for information on free GED, computer training classes, and other family learning programs. That's 1-877-FAMLIT-1. Check it out, check it out. When your GED right here, guaranteed, ma. Come on, check it out. After all, you can't get your education on the street. Free family learning programs from the National Center for Family Literacy. The first step to a better life. Brought to you by the National Center for Family Literacy and the Ad Council. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I'm your host, Jill Buck. And today I have had such a great time talking with Jennifer Taggart, the founder of thesmartmama.com. She is so fun. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today on Go Green Radio. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Jill. It's always fun talking to you. <laughs> well, we've been talking about Green Mom Carnival, and if you want to find out more about that, you can link to that group through Jennifer's website, which is www.thesmartmama, that's M-A-M-A, dot com. Now, the Green Mom Carnival has really taken on some serious issues, all on behalf of children's future and their well-being. Jennifer, talk to us about what you think is going to change in our society if the Green Mom Carnival is successful. What will be different about our children's future as a result of all this collaboration of moms around the, these issues of environmental protection? What, what I hope, I dearly hope happens is that we live our lives in a sustainable fashion, that we don't live, leave huge footprints of consumption, and so that our children and our children's children don't face water shortages and food shortages and, and um, 
and living in a world impacted by global warming. And I'm not sure exactly, you know, what that would mean in 50 years. I'm not sure. The scientists really know exactly what that would mean, but that they wouldn't face the threat of species vanishing at a rapid pace. I think the latest number said that our mammals were disappearing at a rate of 25% over the next 10 years, which is just frightening. I don't want our kids, you know, you you read the science fiction books with um, just bleak views of the future where there's not enough to eat or enough water to go around and we have water wars. I don't want my children to face that. And that's maybe extremely grim to think about, but I hope the Green Mom Carnival can educate and inform and advocate enough so that our children never even have to consider that. Well, I think that is the perfect goal. What parent, what person who is concerned about children, whether they're parents or not, couldn't buy into that? I mean, that is a really universal hope and even unspoken prayer of everybody who cares about children is that their future you know, will be healthy, will be happy, and that they will have all the things they need for a great standard of living. And so, then, and even more, the Green Moms Carnival is, um, that's sort of the collective voice. And personally for me, even more, I don't want any child to suffer from a developmental disease or any disease that's related to environmental exposure. There's, you know, different figures that are floating around, but at least one is that, you know, one in six American children currently experiences some sort of neurodevelopmental disease, whether it's behavioral issues or neurodeficit, loss of IQ, and at at least 28% of those are triggered by environmental toxic chemical exposures. I don't want any parent to have to face that to wonder if the mercury in a vaccine, and I'm not saying it does cause, I'm just saying that there are people who have concerns about that, but mercury in a vaccine or lead from drinking water or mercury in fish or pesticides or flame retardants, I don't want anyone to worry whether how they handled their pregnancy resulted in um, some sort of disease for the child. I don't want that to be an issue. I wish the world was safe so we didn't have to worry about that. Absolutely, and and I'm hoping, I know you have a book coming out soon that you'll be talking more about that. Tell us about the book that's that's going to be coming out. When is it, the springtime? It's coming out June 2009 from Hachette Book Group, their Center Street imprint, and it's Simple Steps to Non-Toxic Kids, Um, and it's for the busy parent who is concerned about the issues but really doesn't have the time to research it. It goes by rooms in your house and gives you simple strategies to reduce or eliminate toxic chemical exposure. Simple stuff to reduce lead exposure, wash your hands, take your shoes off before you come in. If you're in an occupation that results in lead exposure, you know, change your clothes before you come home and change your shoes. It's, it's easy stuff. And there's a background on what the health effects are if you want to read that. But it's not, um, you don't need to read that. You can just skip to the simple steps if, if, if that's too much for you. I know when I had um, my, my son, I had tons of parenting books, and after a while you realize you really can't read them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd love to read every book in the library, but it's probably not going to happen. Every once in a while, you've got to cliff note it. And so <laughs> I think it's great to have a book that gives you both options. So that when you have time to explore more, you can, but if you just need the quick down and dirty, give me the checklist there as well. And I've got checklists to evaluate exposure and and, um, figure out maybe where the target points are in particular rooms in your house and and then strategies for eliminating and reducing your toxic chemical exposures. And then if you have to convince your husband, the science is there. My (laughs) husband's an engineer too. I know I frequently have to argue with him about, you know, what's in a plastic or do you really get exposed to trihalomethanes in the shower? And so the science is all in there. You just don't have to read it if you don't want to. 
I love it. I love it. My husband's an engineer as well, so I've I already see this on the horizon. <laughs> so thank you from all of us for for putting this together, and I, I can't wait to have it in my hands. And I know that we'll we'll have you back on Go Green Radio many many times over. But I'm really really excited about that book coming out. Is there information on your website about uh, you know the book coming out, and maybe we can get some folks excited to maybe you know have a little party or something when the book is released? I actually. We just approved the cover, so I'm going to put the cover on and a link about it. But my blog frequently touches on the same topics I touch on in the book. So um, you don't have to wait for the book. You can come visit the website, and um, I go over information that is, I hope, of most concern to parents. I've been frequently in the last couple of weeks blogging about bisphenol A and polycarbonate plastic, which is always a hot topic, but um, the website also gives you simple steps to reducing toxic chemical um, exposures. Well, and you're on the board also, we talked about this earlier in the show, of an organization, it's a nonprofit organization that is just great, called Healthy Child, Healthy World, and you actually contributed to the book by the same name, isn't that right? You were a contributor in that publication. Tell our listeners a little bit more about that organization and where they can find more information. Um, Healthy Child, Healthy World is a national nonprofit. Its website is healthychild.org, so it's the .org, and um, the goal of the organization is to protect the health and well-being of children from harmful environmental exposures. So we have very similar interests, which is why I'm so excited to be part of the organization. Um, they do have a book. It's available on the website or Amazon or any, you know, major retailer. Um, there are lots of contributors. I'm one. I wrote about lead. Lead exposure for children is uh, my passion. I think it's just shameful that children are still exposed to lead as a result of its use for so many years as a gasoline additive and as a paint, um, additive and paint. Um, but uh, the Healthy Child, Healthy World is, again, informs, provides information, um, advocates. Right now, Healthy Child, Healthy World is very active in getting the Kids Safe Chemical Act passed through Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get involved. They have programs nationwide if you want to volunteer, or you can host a Green Your Cleaning Party. They have kits that are available at the website. Um, and it's just it's a really great organization. I encourage you to go to the website and check it out. They do have a blog, um, lots of resources, and then they have partners that they've linked mm-hmm. with for products that they support. Well, and, and I think we had Christopher Gavigan on. He's the executive director of the organization several weeks ago, and I loved what he said about the book Healthy Child, Healthy World. He said this is the book that women ought to get before they get what to, expecting, what to expect when you're expecting. So if you know someone that is thinking about getting pregnant and wants to have children, this is the book they ought to read before that even happens because it really will help mothers and fathers-to-be prepare their homes and their lives um, for that state of expectancy when you are pregnant, when, when some of the toxins can actually, you know, get to the child at that point. So um, really a great book and a great organization um, out there. Jennifer, before we go, we've got one minute left. Um, I want you to help us reassure our listeners out there that going green doesn't have to cost a lot of green. Give us some, give us some reassurance and some tips on that. Going green does not have to cost, cost a lot. Uh, the easiest example I can give you is greening your cleaning will be a lot cheaper than buying individual products for you. You can clean with vinegar, baking soda, um, and Castile soap. That's really all you need. I have 
um, lots of recipes on my site. And if you think about buying an oven cleaner and a tile cleaner and a window cleaner and an all-purpose cleaner spray, and you add those all up, you know, it's around $30. You can buy vinegar, baking soda, and some Castile soap for under $10 and do all of that cleaning and reduce your chemical exposure, reduce the asthma triggers, reduce all sorts of um, chemical hazards in the home just by replacing your cleaners with greener cleaners. Our grandmothers were so smart. <laughs> Jennifer, it was so great having you on today. Just remind us of all the good things about moms going green on behalf of our kids. Don't forget to join us this time next week for more Go Green Radio. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Jill. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.